Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Mastery Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This podcast is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery. Join us at the Virtual Asset Management Summit on June 21st through June 27th. It's a seven-day content-packed event for multifamily operators and asset managers with over 1,500 attendees and over 20 amazing speakers. You will hear from top experts about topics such as construction management, KPIs, refinancing, investor relations, the capital stack, disposition, and so much more. Go to www.amsummit2021.com to grab your free ticket to become the best-in-class operator. Discover the best asset management strategies all in one place. We hope to see you there at the Virtual Asset Management Summit. All right, today on the show, we have Tom Shelton. Tom, how are you doing? Good, sir. Thank you. Great. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being on. If you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Sure. My name again is Tom Shelton. I am a principal in a firm by the name of Asset Living. And uh, Asset, just by definition, is is a large uh, multifamily manager and operator based in Houston, Texas. Been a part of that company since February of, of 2020. More explicitly, uh, Asset was just ranked as the fifth largest manager of multifamily housing in the country. Our total portfolio now exceeds 105,000 units. We became a part of the Asset living family in, uh, like I said, uh, February of last year when we sold our business, which was a company called Shelton Residential based here in Phoenix. And uh, so my responsibilities currently, uh, we operate about a 20,000 unit portfolio west of Texas. So we're currently in Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado. Then we do have some responsibilities just over into you know, West Texas, I guess. So so that's kind of a little bit of what we do. Our company is uh, fairly diverse. In addition, I should mention, I guess, Assets, the largest manager of student housing in the country, has about 125,000 beds in 42 states and is, uh, represents uh, a lot of third-party owners and managers of student housing on most of the major campuses uh, across the country. And uh, our portfolio is a little bit of a mix of what you'd expect, uh, mostly conventional, but we do have some affordable tax credit assets and everything from brand new lease ups to you know, A quality deals to a lot of B and C value add properties. We have, we do have some seniors, we have some students, we have some affordable, a little bit of everything. So that's a little bit about our company and about what we do. Well, great. Well, obviously we're going to talk about property management today. So what makes a great property management company? Great question. And I think the first, the, probably the best answer I can give you, I think is great people. Uh, I think it, we, Everybody knows and I think realizes that this is a people business, even though it's a, a lot of focus and attention on 
the real estate and the sticks and bricks, if you will. But it really takes people to that, that really, I think, make a difference. You know, people that are focused and are committed and are passionate about what they do. Uh, I think we like to surround ourselves with people that are good, that are good communicators. And so I, I think the the biggest key to being a success in the property management business is it really starts, you know, with the people. So I think everything I think kind of goes from there. You know, we we like people that, like I said, are good communicators and are good thinkers. And a lot of the real estate management business and asset management things that you can teach them. But uh, you know, I tell people all the time that it's things like you know people that are you know ethical, moral, honest, you know, dependable, committed. You know, those are the qualities that that we really really look for. So I think if you if you start and you're going to build the business and you and you look for and you build it around the right people, you'll be uh, have a much, much higher chance of success. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the best practices that an asset manager or an operator can do to build a strong collaboration with a property management company? Another great question. Now, I really think that a lot of that starts, and I think in our experience, we believe that starts with really taking the time to understand the goals and objectives of ownership. As you guys know very well, we've had the opportunity to work with you and Kyle for a period of time. Every asset is a little bit different. Every market is a little bit different. You know, we have properties that we manage for, you know, family offices or that are held by a family trust where these are going to be, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 year investments. Uh, there some are well capitalized, you know, some not so much. So everybody's got a little bit different time frame, a little bit different objective, a little bit different goal. How are we going to get there? What time do we want to get there? Yeah, what's the best way to, you know, achieve that goal? And so I think, you know, from a collaboration perspective, you know, I like to tell people that it's important early on in the relationship that, you know, most investors like you and Kyle have a have a strategy, you have an idea as to how to get that that asset, you know, move from point A to point B. So once we all understand that, then it becomes a question of us deploying the appropriate resources and tools to, to make that, that goal achievable. What kind of changes do you see coming up in the, in the years ahead for the industry of, of property management? Boy, the industry is changing a lot, as you guys know. We, uh, I think one of the things that we're going to continue to see is the, uh, the advent of additional technology. There's a lot of conversation, obviously, about you know, technology when it comes to leasing, you know, showing apartments, smart home technology, you know, like the, the realtors are doing these days, you know, the MLS people for a long time have just had uh, lock boxes on units. And there are a number of different software platforms out there that allow people to do self-guided tours. You can unlock units remotely. You can set the temperature remotely. You can lock units. There are technology out there that Text messages can be sent to within you know, five minutes to people that inspected apartments. So all of that, I think we're going to continue to see a little bit more frequently. You know, there's a lot of more and more people now getting into the, the business intelligence aspect of the business and utilizing, I think, more analytical tools to look at data and you know, some predictive analytics about what that's going to tell you about how your asset's going to perform over the next you know, months and years. Uh, a little bit of uh, artificial intelligence being applied to our business. You know, there are companies like Leasehawk and others that are using now automated chatbots to answer telephones and answer questions. There's an AI feature now that you can, that will answer the telephone for you, set an appointment, answer questions that they've now perfected to the point where 
They can talk about the features of the apartment, their program to answer questions. And uh, um, and, and in fact, up to recently, I saw where, you know, one of these particular providers obviously is was actually pushing to have one of their AI chatbots actually host a seminar because they thought the technology had advanced mm-hmm. to the point where they could respond to questions and that would come from randomly from the audience. So it's pretty intriguing. And then at the end of the day, not that I, I don't think you'll ever replace the human factor in our business, but if it does allow you to perhaps save on a leasing person or maybe be able to open longer hours without having to add payroll costs, I think that, that benefits everybody. And what piece of advice would you give to new operators out there? Well, I think another good uh, I just think, like we said before, I think, you know, I understand, I think, what the strategy is, you know, and and then I think at the same time, be prepared for there to be some unexpected changes <laughs> that always affect, you know, the time frame under which you'll be able to to implement, execute that strategy. So it just, that's just kind of one of those things. You know, we worked with a uh, Canadian investment group here for a long time, and we knew exactly what what their investment strategy was. They were all about, you know, buying buildings where you could install washers and dryers. You, they, we knew exactly how much of a lift we would get with the in-unit washer dryers. We knew exactly what the cost was going to be. We knew what the return was going to be. We knew how many units we would be able to, to turn in a month. And then the and then their, their stated strategy was that they wanted to get those done, turn the rent roll, raise the rents. And then at a period of 12 to 18 months, you know, refinance the buildings, return their capital to their investors, then and then, you know, refinance them and go on about their deal. So at that point in time, investors had been, and it was just from that point, once equity was back, everybody, you know, became a lot, became a lot happier. So I think the idea is, again, just not to be repetitive, but just to really kind of adapt a strategy, understand, I think, what the market's going to give you, how, what we can do collectively as asset managers, owners, and, and operators to, to, to move the needle based on improvements to the real estate. And let's you know, all agree what that strategy, what that plan is. And I think if you do that up front, you've got a much higher probability for success. 100% agree. I'm going to pass it over to Kyle and take us home. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. All right, Tom, we ask every guest this, what is your asset management superpower? <laughs> Boy, that's, uh, I should say that's a long list. Here's what I, I, I think that I really would like to believe. That I think we're really very good listeners. You know, I think you have to be able to listen to your client. And I used to tell our boys all the time, there's a difference between hearing and listening. I know sometimes they would hear me, but I wasn't, I wasn't quite <laughs> sure they were listening to what I said. So, so now I'm I'm having that same conversation with five grandsons, but uh, and sometimes more effective than others. But I think you need to listen to what your client says, listen to what their goals are, listen to what they want to achieve. You know, sometimes conversations are difficult, but you've got to address issues and address problems. And I, I think that's a real key, a real key. I think that 
If you're a good listener, I think you know, the clients will appreciate that. You're able to react to the message that they're delivering to you. And if you do that, again, I think that just increases you know, the value of the relationship. If you become more of a partner with your, with your investors and your owners and your clients, and, and I think that ultimately is, uh, is a better relationship and better poised for success uh, than otherwise. Yeah, very well said. And, you know, one of the many reasons why we love working with your team. Before we go, go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find out more about you and uh, Asset Living. Sure, be happy to. Uh, Our website is uh, www.assetliving.com. There's all kinds of information on there about our company, about our background, contact information for all of the principals and the partners. I'd be happy to talk to anybody about a a real estate question, property management question, uh, individual markets or buildings. We do a lot of consulting, do a lot of pro formas, work with a lot of clients trying to analyze opportunities. And uh, I'm I'm more than uh, welcome to field questions or emails. And then that's really the best way to reach us. Perfect. Thanks for being on the show, Tom. We really appreciate it. And for all those listening in, uh, please send us a like, subscribe and review so we can continue to grow the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.